welcome to a new episode of A Day With. Happy Tuesday. Today, I'm sitting down with Kat Yeo, who is a fitness trainer and instructor at the Revolution Studios in Singapore. So if you're from here, you might have heard already about this rhythm bicycles. They're so much fun and it's amazing to get a good workout in. So Kat is actually one of the leading instructors there. And she will be sharing with us a little bit more about how those classes work. But also, we're going to talk a lot about the importance of complementing your training with good nutrition, and especially her own journey to becoming vegan. So Kat, thanks a lot for coming here today. Um, you know, I love that you're here and we get the chance to chat. Welcome to a day with. Thank you so much, Paula. Thank you for this. This is actually my first time doing a podcast ever. So I am like double excited. This is awesome. We met about three months ago, two yes. or three months ago. So and I wanted to go to something different and a friend recommended, but she said, if you're going to do some, you know, classes at Revolution, you should go to um, Kat's Yoke class. And she was very like, <laughs> you know, it needs to be this class or this class. And I was like, okay, it's 11 a.m. on a Monday. That was like the only option, I guess. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and there I go. You know, I was there and, and just on a Monday morning, like starting the, the, the week very slow. And I go to this class and you come with this amazing energy. Exploding <laughs> like, out of me. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? I felt like it was a Friday night at a dance club or something like that. But isn't that incredible? That is the way I think every start of the week should be. Like every Monday, when you're feeling the Monday blues, just go out there, start your morning with a bang. Like like you said, make it feel like, like a weekend, like a Friday night. And then with all that energy in you, you'll be able to take on that week. So let's start by, you know, what you do. So you're a fitness trainer. Yes. Um... And my first question to you is, what do you drink in the mornings to have that energy? Oh my <laughs> <laughs> because I need that. <laughs> no, th th that's a very good question because this is a funny one. A lot of people always ask me like, Kat, you're, you're this huge explosion bundle of energy and where do you get it? I, I think it also helps that I'm a huge morning person. I love waking up every day feeling like, I'm going to take on the day. I know what I'm going to do. I know my plans for the day. And it, of course, it helps to have work that I love, right. like I absolutely love. So that every day doesn't feel like work. I know it feels very cliche <laughs> to say that, right? Like, like find a job you love so it doesn't feel like work. But it really does help in that, that way you get up, you go get it. And I love starting my day with music. I, I think in my life, music and rhythm is, is just a huge part of me. So every morning, it's always a different feel, a different mood, because I like so many different types of music, different genres. There are certain days that I just want to wake up and rock it out with like Bon Jovi <laughs> and then there are other days where you kind of wake up feeling like you want to have that soothing meditative yeah you're kind of in that mood right and then I'll start to listen to songs that are a little bit more calming 
just to you know depending catch. on your mood yes yeah. but music is a huge part because i think it sets the tone for the day and i think that's definitely something that it's different in you and your classes because there's so many gyms out there there's so many cycling classes there's just you know any every other gym has one but yours is so different so like tell us a little bit of what you do how you know what's uh revolution how are the classes a little bit about that first of all thank you for that thank you for saying that it means so much because yes a little bit of what i do i actually started out in my career like about 20 years ago I started out doing a lot of dance, a lot of hip hop, a lot of pop. So I I am still a dance choreographer. Oh, and I, I guess so you come from a dance like dance background that's so cool that yes. explains everything. Yes. <laughs> so so that's the amazing part I think because it's it's so in me that when I started exploring fitness I wanted to bring that music into the workouts because I think that a music-driven workout is going to motivate that individual more. It's the music that brings your mood up, you know. So when I got into fitness, I really geared towards Zumba. Okay, so you started with Zumba classes. Yes, yes. I loved it tremendously. I liked the energy, the mood, just the whole feel of it. And then from Zumba, I started exploring, you know, personal training, um, training private clients in the gyms. And by chance, last year, I found rhythm cycling. Okay. And I was really lucky because um, I had a couple of friends who said, like, let's give this a try. Something like you, right? Yes. Like how, <laughs> how your friend said, you got to try this class. This is something that's going on. It's, it's so trending right now. So I went to a class. And then right after that, I'm like, oh, wow, this is a whole new way <laughs> of exploring music and a workout. And it is a very good workout. You know how intense it can oh be. Oh my gosh, it's so intense. <laughs> yes. I mean, I consider myself like, a, you know, I'm sportive and I have a, you know, a good um, rhythm in terms of doing sports. But that class, <laughs> you're, you're dying by the end of the class. Even for myself, I felt the same way yeah. in my first class. I was like, oh, wow, this is like... And, and when I saw everyone get off that their saddle, I'm like, I thought we were riding, you yeah. know, like seated down. And I'm like, everyone's getting up <laughs> right now. <laughs> and, and was this before COVID? Was this before way the before. pandemic started? Okay. Way before. So that was my first class that I tried. And I kind of like started falling in love with it. And by chance, revolution was just starting out and they were looking for instructors and i was very lucky to have gone for um, the audition the interview and then given a spot to train with them and after that i mean the rest is history you know i i i got to teach my classes it was always it's it is such an amazing experience with every class you get to grow with the people that that you ride with and experience that connection through the music 
Because I always tell every one of my writers this. The music has a story to tell and every story is unique. So you've got to find the story that connects with you and you write that with so much joy in your heart. Wow. I mean, that's definitely it because I think it's something important. I'd love to touch base about this, you know, a little bit more later on, but it becomes like a class where you go not only out of, you know, I need to burn 500 calories and I need to, you know, just work out. It It's more fun, first of all, it's just, you know, but also giving yourself a moment of enjoying. And then if you're feeling like you just need to scream and go all out, you do that. And then if, but if you need, you know, to be a little bit more self-conscious and I, I know you play some songs at the end that are more like meditating <laughs> so there's a little bit of everything there yes yes exactly no I think you described it so perfectly it is that moment of letting it go and it's not just a workout it is more than a workout it is a full experience that you get not only with yourself but you feel it in the support of the room. Like you know someone is right beside you in this dark room, riding their heart out. And when you see that, you feel very motivated, very inspired by the energy that's shared. And like you said, when you, when you go so hard in a workout, when you're done with it, and that final song comes in so peaceful. And I still remember, I remember that song. It was, uh, the title was Pin Pina Coladas, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I was telling everyone, all right, we deserve some right now after this hard workout. <laughs> this is so funny because anyone that knows me, that's my favorite drink. Oh <laughs> so my goodness. <laughs> I was like, I love this song. And I remember raising my hand and say, sorry, what's the name of this song? And you said Pina Coladas. And I was like, okay, I need to come back. So perfect. <laughs> Let's paint a picture of how rhythm cycling, is that how you call it? Is. So yes. you go into a studio, we're yes. saying like this is dark, there's no lights. And then how would you describe, you know, in terms of the environment, the ambience, it's like literally a nightclub <laughs> I, yes. I don't know how else to describe I would describe it the way one of my riders described it to me she's like it's like riding a bike in a club <laughs> <laughs> so I was like yes because it's it's the whole atmosphere and the mood right it's the the place when you walk in and you see the lights just go dark and then you have all these flashy lights coming out right. like uh, and the, the music is just blasting and loud and it lets and and of course the instructor they're like shouting all these motivational words i mean not not in a bad way but <laughs> shouting in in such a positive way and then everyone in the class just comes up with that energy you're all on bikes and you're doing it the healthy way because yeah. there aren't any drinks except for water <laughs> allowed in there how long <laughs> is a class because they feel like you know 10 hours but i'm sure you know, how long are they is it 45 well, minutes or most of the time the duration is capped at 45 minutes yeah. because i i think that with that you can already get a very good burn 
Yeah. Like you said, it feels like 10 hours <laughs> because it feels like, oh my goodness, this is going on forever. <laughs> yes. And rhythm cycling is a little bit different from, I guess, spinning, you would say. Mm -hmm. Because when we talk about rhythmic cycling, it's all about the rhythm first. So when we're riding with every song that comes out, you're always ready to catch the rhythm first on the saddle. And only when you're confident with the rhythm on the saddle do I actually encourage the riders to come off the saddle if they feel confident. So it is not mandatory in class to always be off the saddle. Although you do see a lot of that happening in every class. Everyone is like, oh, I'm <laughs> off the saddle, you know. But I highly encourage especially riders who are doing it for the first couple of times, just have a seat, enjoy the ride, catch the rhythm first, and maybe once you understand the rhythm, the musicality of it all, then you can start to lift up a little bit and practice your endurance off the saddle. I feel like you know already who's a regular and you know the, new, the newbies that come. Um, but yeah, you know, some point I wanted to make is that after COVID, more and more we see this type of studios, this type of trainings. Everyone, a lot of people started to do, do a lot more sports after the, um, the lockdown. So it's been a good combination of, yeah, training, but at the same time feeling like you're going out and somehow singing out loud your favorite songs. And I remember one of my favorite classes. I think this was a coincidence. Uh, but you were playing Latin music, like J Balbi. I'm from Colombia. J Balbin is from Colombia. And they were reggaeton the whole class. And it's like Nati Natasha and Becky G. And <laughs> I said, this class is for me. I was singing all the songs as if I was, you know, in a nightclub in Colombia. It was amazing. I, I love, like I said, all types of genres. And I think it, it was also maybe by chance, you know, that I just happened to pick a couple of those songs in that playlist on that day. And I'm so happy you loved it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's exactly like that, right? You want to you wanna connect with that song. So you feel like, hey, that's my jam. And I'm here to sing this out. You know, <laughs> Let's talk about that. So do you have different playlists, you know, by week, by month, or you just, you know, randomly choose them? Because I know, well, that one was a very Latin playlist, like m Spanish music, reggaeton and all of that. Uh, you've recently been very famous about your fuck you playlist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I love it. On a Monday, 10 a.m. or 11 a.m., who doesn't want to go and scream? Oh, my it? goodness. I have to tell you a story about that one. That is a funny story. Now, the reason, well, okay, first of all, it was a theme ride, right? So, so um, Revolution have, has decided to come up with this uh, themed ride ideas. Um, after phase two, you know, after we, we got back to the classes and they're like, okay, and uh, now I think we can start doing all the themed rides. So please um, give us, you know, some titles that you all would like to do. And I was just thinking, okay, how should I make this interesting? And um, uh, all the, the people that I work with at the front desk at Revolution, they were all joking with me and saying, Kat, you're such a happy, smiley person all the time. I don't think you curse and you don't <laughs> swear. I'm like, 
I do. I do swear. <laughs> you know, and they're <laughs> like all the time. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> they're like, but you don't do it here. I'm like, guys, I'm at work. Yeah, you know, I don't. I'm, I'm not professional. Gonna <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna come here and 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 start bombing all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So so. So I told them, look, if you want to hear me do it, I'm going to make it official, you guys. I'm going to make it a theme. <laughs> Let's do a fuck yeah ride. <laughs> <laughs> and so that whole playlist, that 45-minute playlist, all the songs, the title of the songs, they have the word fuck in them. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. Do you yeah. recall any? Like, yes. What are the oh, top songs? Oh, goodness. It's like, okay... Miley Cyrus. Yeah. What the fuck do I know? That's why. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have CeeLo, of course. CeeLo, of with course. Fuck you. <laughs> and and it was a Monday morning, and everyone came into the class like so stressed. And when they let it out, I'm like, guys, let it bomb, let it rip. That class was so loud that everyone in the changing rooms outside could hear it. No. I mean, I did see, Everyone. oh, you know, I did see a video where, yes. first of all, I'm like, how can she be riding a bike, <laughs> you know, <laughs> teaching everyone, but like screaming to the crowd, like, let's, you know, let's get up the bike, let's, you know, keep going. And at the same time, do videos. And you were, you know, just showing the yeah. whole class and people were going side by side, like left to right, like, fuck you. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not this is so not singaporean for me you it's know for me as an expat to see <laughs> exactly it is so not and i think because they feel like they're in this dark room and it, it's like i tell them no judgment here right yeah. we are just we're not here to scold anybody we're it's just a, a, an expression and it doesn't have to be a bad expression. I mean, like, fuck yeah. It yeah. could be a good thing, you like, know? <laughs> go and conquer the world. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, you go out of that class and you just want to, you know, do better at your job, have an amazing day, you know? So with that said, the playlist that, that I plan, or I think that any instructor plans, it, it does require time and effort and every time I plan one, I feel like I'm opening up my my heart or a part of me to the public. Yeah. And it's always a little bit nervous because you're always asking yourself, will they accept me for who I am? Will they understand what I'm trying to say through my music? Will they connect with me? And I think every time I see that that smile from a writer, that connection, I feel very humbled by it. Just like when you know when you're in class mm -hmm. and I see you jamming and you're smiling and you're enjoying it, that humbles me as a trainer because I tell myself, okay, I'm doing something right mm -hmm. to make this person happy today, and I want to keep doing it. For That's as long such as I a can. Beautiful way to think about it. I feel like if we never had this conversation, um, I would have never really thought about that thought process because, you know, you go to a class. We don't really know who's speaking the the songs. We don't know if this, you know, if there's someone behind like in the studio that's like, okay, Kat, this is your playlist. But it's so cool to, you know, see that it's it's yourself that you have to plan all, all these classes and it's almost like a DJ too because 
you don't want to be at a party and play music and people be like, I don't want to dance to this. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. No, that's not a good party. <laughs> exactly. And or or just so I get 100% that pressure of putting together a good mix. You know, not only you need people to be motivated to sing, but also to do the workout and all of that. So how does that go? Like, tell us how's a day with you? Um, how many classes do you do per day? How much time you you know dedicate to plan ahead like all these playlist things and then what do you do for fun too do you do more <laughs> sports <laughs> i mean i i see you guys uh, because you're here with your husband yes and you look very fit both <laughs> of you so tell me about how is a day uh, with you my my lifestyle it is it's always a joke amongst my friends when they ask me like like cat do you ever stop working because it seems like you work every day from Monday to Sunday and I really do and if I'm not working or working out I am doing other workouts <laughs> so, so it's like like that all day every day but but I but the reason for that it's not only just the time that you spend showing up in class in front of your participants, your audience, your writers. It's not just that, but it really is the time where you finish the class and you're, you have your own downtime to plan ahead for the next class. So I would say a lot of the work is done behind the scenes. Mm. It's the things you don't um, see. It's the things that happen behind where my mind doesn't stop thinking or stop chor like choreographing in my mind. I'm like <laughs> constantly in my head is like, oh, this move and it's on the right and it's on the left and I have to, you know, plan this with this song. And after hearing this, maybe mm, this song doesn't work in this playlist. doesn't fit right. I've got to find another one. Because so I think there's a really good point you just said here. It's not about, I mean, there's so many different classes with, you know, bicycles, but here it's a choreography. So uh, you're not only standing up, sitting down, it's, you know, there's things you do with your hands, you're dancing. There's a, you know, there's a proper step-by-step um, -step things that, that you plan. Yes. So that is why it adds to that whole um, nightclub feel as well, because everyone is kind of dancing synchronized it's you know it's like a live tiktok <laughs> yes <laughs> everyone you know in rhythm and and all that takes planning it, and um and i and i do that and i enjoy doing it so but although it irritates some of my family members and friends <laughs> sometimes because when i'm out with them and and sometimes all of a sudden i'll be like moving right and left and they're like oh no there goes cat like she's doing her moves when we're having dinner out here in public and I'm like my mind just goes into like this move and I'm like moving at the table or yeah it's it's crazy and sometimes uh, like like when I'm in bed and 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 my husband sees me like kind of resting and and sometimes he's like like maybe he's reading a book like beside me or something and all of a sudden I'll just kick my leg out <laughs> and you're like what are you doing? I'm like, oh, oh, that's a choreography. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, oh it's so funny to see <laughs> all of this. <laughs> yeah, so, so that is all that's happening behind the scenes, and 
I would say it doesn't stop. The work doesn't stop when you finish a class. It has just begun. Because even for my personal training, every time every I see every client, it's a different exercise for every person. Mm-hmm. Because everyone has different goals. Right. So to reach your goal, it it can't be um it can't be one size fits all, right? It's it's you have to tailor it for that person's uh, personal fitness goal. So <laughs> other than the revolution um classes, you're also a personal trainer. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's go yeah, back to the <laughs> day with you because all the picture I'm having in my head from you is running around town yes. from class to class. Yes. From then like personal training to your own trainings and your own planning. Yes. I'm already tired. Just no. like <laughs> you you're you're exactly right on that keep that picture in your (laughs) mind and on top of that guess what since um since um the whole covid situation happened i think that's when a lot of uh, people started bringing their workouts on zoom on this platform and i did it as well i did it online and um, because of that right now interestingly I've got clients that would enjoy doing my personal training from different parts of the world. Oh. So I am training uh, someone in Korea, in Taiwan, and, and it's amazing because of the internet. And they are all recommended by friends, you know, yeah. saying, oh, come on, train with Kat. There is this whole Zoom platform. Let's do it. And okay, it all sounds amazing, but what are the things that maybe people don't imagine or don't know in the day-to-day that you, go, yeah. you need to go through? Yes. Now, the interesting thing about being uh, trainers, being instructors, I, I think that um, for myself and uh, how I, I, I was in the past, I would say... I never cared so much about my nutrition. Mm. I would see food as just fuel. So I would have a lot of fast food, a lot of processed food. I'm a huge junk food person. McDonald's. Yes, everything <laughs> out there <laughs> that's fried. Uh, yes, fried with a lot of sugar, a lot of, uh, yeah, you know, all the, all the, well, bad stuff, they would say. And I would just assume that just because I'm exercising so much every day, yeah, I can eat that. It's okay. I'll burn it all out. Yeah, you know, you're not the o- the first person that I hear this. I, I went to this um, Mao t- Mai Tai class mm-hmm. and this the instructor, he had amazing body. Of, he mm-hmm. was young, very fit. And, and he goes, you know, I train the whole day. So I go to McDonald's, you know, every day almost after training and eat like a huge Big Mac and, you know. Yes. And um and and because he's you know maybe very young seventeen he doesn't see that but it's definitely there's some nutrition that needs to go with it even if you're training the whole day right yes well I never cared for nutrition and 
I think it's further fueled by people around you r- telling you things like, you know, it's okay, cat. Look at how much you're exercising. You can burn it all off. No problem. So I think when you hear that from people, you kind of feel like, yeah, yeah, why not? I, I don't have to bother about what I put in my body. So I think I only decided to make a change when I hit about my 30s. Mm-hmm. And it was because of an accident. I actually sprained my ankle very badly in one of my uh, dance classes. And because of that sprain, I could not um, do as much exercises as I would want to. I had to hold back a little bit. I, I used to jog and run a lot. And because of that ankle, I couldn't. And so you could only imagine my, my, my fitness level went down, but I kept eating the way I, I ate, right. which was very bad. And that is where I saw my weight started to gain a little bit. And then I got a bit worried and I, and I told my husband, but then we were still dating. Mm-hmm. And he suggested, he suggested this. He said, look, you can uh, go to the gym. You can still work out your upper body. You don't have to use your lower body. You don't have to go jogging. You've, you've only done cardio all your life, dance and jogging and running. Why not um, try weight training? So that was in my 30s, and that was about like seven years ago, right? So I said, okay, sign me up for a membership. He did. He signed me up, and I started getting like to know all these guys in the gym, um, doing a lot of training, and then they spoke about nutrition. That is where um, they started sharing with me how they ate, how they fueled their body mm-hmm. on, um, on you know, what exercises they're doing. So that is, was the first time I heard of the paleo diet. Oh, okay. But now, now people know it as the keto diet. Keto, yes. But at that time, I think, um, y- yeah, people were talking about it as the paleo diet, like, like high animal protein, uh, low carbs. Yeah, almost and no carbs. Al- yes, almost no carbs. Um, and uh, no sugar, clean, like no oil and no salt. Wow. So I did try that. I decided, okay, I'm going to give this a try. If I'm going to turn my life around, I have to do this. It also takes a ment. It's not only about the physical part of it, but like a mental uh, part of commitment to your lifestyle too. Yes. How was that? You know, how was trying paleo? Are you still... Wow. Uh, now like that is the that is just the start of everything. Mm-hmm. When when I first started it, me and my husband we decided let's do this together. Let's see how fit we can be, you know? Let's and see so how long this lasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Let's see how long this can last. So so I actually did it for a full year. Like it was I would say it was quite a bit of torture because it's hard to eat out with family when you have to pack your own food and you have to head to the restaurant and say, I'm sorry, I'm on a special diet, I have to eat this, while you see um, everyone sort of dig into whatever, you know. 
and and but I was determined. I said I'm gonna do this. What was like the hardest thing to leave? French fries or yes, <laughs> pizza was yeah. like your main. <laughs> I think you just know me too well. French fries, you know, it's it's hard. That would be mine actually. <laughs> oh fries, gosh, so it will be a lot of people's yeah. <laughs> hard things to leave. Yes, it's it was tough, but but I held on to it for a year, and guess what? My body, physically, it looked so fit like like I was really toned um um like I, I just I just looking in the mirror just makes me feel like damn <laughs> this is no this is good fat. yeah it's working apps, maybe you had the apps before but since you were eating you know obviously yeah. the wrong way you had a little bit fat on top so you yes. wouldn't see it and now just by this new diet I yes. imagine you're so toned I am so toned I lost uh, a weight of course and at the end of this, I decided, okay, it's been a year. I am going to go for my first ever, first ever full body checkup. Uh-huh. Because, because I was so excited to find out if what's inside feels the same as what's outside. Because the interesting thing about me is, although I've been training hard, I've always had a tendency to fall ill or fall sick three to four times a year and that's a constant for me like I would get fever I would get a sore throat I would get a cough and it's like a week of recovery and then I'm back to training so with this diet that I was trying the paleo diet or I would say the low carbs high animal protein diet I looked good but I felt just as Week, I would say inside were you still like falling sick those three four yes times a year? Uh-huh. yes and weirdly, um, I was feeling a little bit weaker as the the year, like like the days, the months went by. Like I know I can push more, but my recovery wasn't wasn't optimal. How was the result when you went to the doctor checkup? Now this is the amazing part. When the results came back, both me and my husband, we had a major shock. Because our cholesterol levels was so high that the doctor said, um, if we do not change something in our lifestyle, we have to be put on medication. So I'm like, wait a minute. I exercise every day. I am doing this to get healthy. What are you telling me here? I don't want to live my life with medication. I don't want to be popping pills um, the rest of my life. And right after the doctor said that, he turned to my husband. He did not say this to me. He turned to my husband and said, are you eating a lot of meat? And I went like, what? And, and I said, okay, this is the first time um, someone is kind of telling me meat is not the best thing for me. Mm-hmm. So that's where I kind of reflected on maybe the amount of animal protein I was consuming because I was having a lot of eggs a day, a lot of chicken breast, um, you know, animal protein. And um, I actually remember going back that night feeling very defeated because I thought that after a whole year of eating healthy, training, I should be at my best health. 
So I went back that night, and by chance, I just switched on Netflix, and I typed in no. health. I kid you not. I just typed in the word health just I think because... I know where you're going. This documentary, what the health? Yes, no. yes. I know. It's crazy, right? So, so I sat there watching this whole documentary tell me about you know, the relations between, you know, eating and chronic diseases like cancer, um, heart disease, stroke, diabetes. I remember uh, watching that documentary oh and I stopped eating eggs. For <laughs> <laughs> I love eggs oh. and I stopped eating eggs for like two or three weeks. But, <laughs> but I think what was interesting in that journey was I have tried every diet, I think in in like the fitness world but i have never tried a plant-based diet before so i'm the type of person that likes to say i'm gonna give it a try before i judge it because i know something it's not for everyone and like i said everyone's on their own journey so for myself i said i haven't tried this uh way before so right after that documentary, I said, all right, this is going to be a two-week experiment, you yeah. guys. <laughs> you know, for two weeks, I, I turned to my husband and I said, for two weeks, I am going to go plant-based. Did he uh, join you on this one? Yeah, oh. and, and that's, ama- that's the amazing part. I have the most supportive husband ever. You know, he, he said, okay, if you're going to do it, I'm doing it too. <laughs> that's great. I mean, doing it with someone, it's it's yes. obviously a lot not easier, but more encouraging, I would say. Yes, because he he was like, Okay, I wanna know if this is gonna affect like like a female body different from a guy. You know, I just wanna see if it feels the same, it feels different. So I researched on a lot of um vegan and plant based athletes. Mm-hmm. And I just followed their Instagram and then like stalked a bit <laughs> and looked at what are they eating? What are they eating? And I just tried to mimic the foods that they're eating. And with this, I found very interestingly a lot of athletes that I had no idea were vegan, like like Lewis Hamilton, like yes. the F1 uh, racer. Like yeah. what? Like he's vegan? <laughs> I had no idea. And with that research... Um, I started looking into maybe a little bit of the environmental impact of eating meat as well as um, the ethical part of it. It kind of, every little page kind of motivated me a little bit in the journey. Now, after, I kid you not, within three days of this two-week experiment, I don't know how to explain it, but my body feels like it's been like changed with a new body or something like that. I feel so much electricity running through my body. That's the only way I can explain it, okay? A lot of electricity, a lot of energy in me that I I went like, what is this? You know, why didn't anyone uh, tell me about this way of eating? And after two weeks, I decided I love this. And then I only spoke to my husband two weeks later and I checked in with him. How do you feel? And he said his recovery has never been better. And like after, after training? or Yes, after training. Reco- okay. Exactly. So you will start to find that a lot of athletes that talk about vegan and plant-based nutrition, 
they talk a lot about recovery because it's not just about how hard you train, but it's about how fast you recover so that you're able to get back to that training again and get stronger. So my recovery in the gym, I actually feel like instead of like a day of dorms or, you know, the next day soreness, it's like almost instantly that same training, I can do it again and I can lift heavier. More energy in lifting and with consistent training, I was actually to lift heavier. So I'm not losing muscle. I am not losing strength. I'm getting stronger. And all the little things that I never saw as a problem, like I used to have very bad cramps during my cycle, and ever since I went plant-based, I kid you not, I do not need to take medication for that ever again. And I have been plant-based for three years now. Mm. And in these three years, I've never suffered another painful cramp. Did you ever go back to the doctor to do a checkup? You know how your cholesterol was doing? I was waiting for this <laughs> question. Yes, yes, Paula. Yes. Okay, so we went back a month a month later after that first checkup, right? Uh-huh. Our cholesterol levels went back down, back to normal. And my doctor said to us, what did you guys do? <laughs> and I told him this and I said, oh, um, we decided to just take meat out of our diet. Mm-hmm. And now we're just mainly as as." as plant-based, as vegan, as vegetarian as we can be. I mean, of course, nothing is ever like perfect, right? But we're trying our very best. And that is where our doctor actually said this. Well, remember, there is a healthy way of being a vegetarian and an unhealthy way. And I said, exactly. That is what I want all um, the listeners to take back with them as well. Because... You can drink Coca-Cola and eat French fries and eat Oreos all day long and call yourself a vegan, vegan. because you know what? Oreos are vegan, people. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you know? But Good it's excuse. not... <laughs> yeah. but, but it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to eat a diet of like vegan junk food or vegetarian junk food, it's not the best fuel for your body. So right now, I know my balance... I see my balance. So I would say 70% of the time, I eat whole foods. So whole foods, meaning everything that's, that Mother Nature has intended for you to eat, like things that grow on the ground, things from the trees. And like everything that's not processed. Not processed. Like, I think someone explained it to me, like anything that's not in a packet. Yes. That's <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's right. <good. laughs> anything not in a packet, anything that doesn't have a label mm-hmm. on it, like an apple is an apple. You know, a, a stalk of broccoli is a stalk of broccoli. There's no label on it. So those are whole foods. So I keep my diet to 70% whole foods as much as possible. And with that, I eat the rainbow. 
<laughs> like as many colors as possible, as many categories, because it's not just the veggies, it's the fruit, it's the nuts and seeds, it's the grains, it's the legumes, right? Your your lovely like edamame, tofu, kidney beans, chickpeas, all that lovely stuff. Do you find yourself eating more every day, like small meals uh, throughout the day, or do you eat like big meals just three times a day? Now, I eat according to right now how I feel so I know if there are certain days that I have training throughout the day and I need to have small meals I do that and then there are other days where I feel like okay I've done with the bulk of my training I can take one big meal before the next training comes in a couple of hours so I do a lot of intuitive eating and I eat more on a plant-based diet just because the calories for plants are always a little bit less. Mm-hmm. But isn't that the best part? Like for me, I'm such a foodie that I feel like this is not a diet. This is like amazing. It's like I can eat as much as I want and still train, have that energy, you know, feel good. And um, the other 30% is the exciting part. I get to indulge in my donuts, cakes, waffles, pizzas, <laughs> you know. Of course, there that we are lucky to be in Singapore where it's easy for me to find vegan cakes. I was just vegan. going to, I mean, for anyone that's not in Singapore, yeah. Singapore is such a friendly like vegan friendly place to be in like anywhere yes. you go there's always like a vegan plate in most of the restaurants there's so many like keto bakeries have you been to that the one yes. that does this uh, keto brownies it's just really an easy place to be vegan yes and that is why i i find that i'm just so lucky but even with um technology now like i said the internet and apps like on your phone i i have this these two apps that i love one is called happy cow <laughs> and the, it's so it's so cute isn't it happy cow and the other one is called a billion veg and these two apps are amazing because wherever you are you can just switch that app on and it traces all the veggie vegan vegetarian places nearby that's within like like your walking distance or something like that that's amazing i mean honestly i love your story it just everyone has something different that works for them right yes. and it's just about that journey of finding what works for you yes that's what i ask about going back to the doctor because at least for you yes i watched that documentary that you were talking about uh what the health a while ago I was living in new york back back then i tried not to eat in uh, not eating eggs for a little bit but you know couldn't make it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm a big you know i love meat and chicken yeah. and you know i feel healthy how i am yes. so this is not about like you know it should be but you no. have the proof and you went back to the same doctor same exact you know exam yes. and for you and your body it actually worked yeah. and you know you feel healthier than ever so it's not like Everyone out there needs to be vegan, but really everyone out there needs to discover what's best for them. And just like, I love what you said, you know, at least at least give something a try if you're not feeling like that. Well, just listening to your body, not exercising just because you need to lose fat. But, you know, having that balance of how do I feel the best? Yes, exactly. Because right now, I think 
it's it's like you like you just mentioned, right? It's everyone's individual journey to find out what fits them the best. And the important thing is to just give it a try and not judge it just because you you already have this preset, you know, mind set in your mind that okay, if I'm not gonna eat meat, I'm gonna be weak. Because that's how I was brought up, actually. My family would tell me all the time, if you stop eating meat, you're going to be weak and you're just, you're just going to have no energy. So I think um, having that, I mean, it's because they care for me. Of course, they, they, they feel like meat is the way to go. So they, when I wanted to go plant-based, I would say the biggest resistance is from my family. They were very worried. And they were the first thing I remember my father telling me is, you know, you're going to be hospitalized like within a week, right? Oh. <laughs> I, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, dad. Oh, <laughs> All right. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> so so the thing here is I managed to kind of prove him wrong. And I think because me and my husband, we're showing our families that we're living the best life and the healthiest life now they are willing to kind of give it a try and they're not a hundred percent plant-based or vegan but i do see them consuming meat more sparingly a little bit less not over consuming it and i think that's a great step in the right direction because everyone will tell you more fruits and veggies are definitely good for you mm-hmm. you, you know yeah. so I think it's about that balance and um, it can be a different story for another day. But I have to say just very quickly, um, my mom-in-law, actually, she was diagnosed with breast cancer about, I would say, a year ago. And um, when we found that out, of course, it was very devastating news. But by chance, because I'm already on a plant-based diet and I know that there is talk of how going plant-based, whole foods plant-based can help in recovery, not only with cancer, but helping you to be strong in terms of fighting chemotherapy. Because we all know chemotherapy is not the best thing sometimes because it, it does kill the good stuff in your body too. So going through that, I, I decided to borrow like a lot of books, read up um, on breast cancer and how you can eat, how you should eat during that time. Um, so out of all the books that I've got, surprisingly, these books are not written by um, vegan doctors. They are just, just cancer doctors. Nine out of ten books actually talk about avoiding meat, like avoiding um, dairy, cow's milk or cheese or eggs and meat and trying to eat more plant-based. So I was very shocked to find that out because when I when I when I looked at it, I showed it to my mom-in-law and I said, it is it is your journey, it's your choice, but we are here to walk this with you and we support your decision however you want to you wanna approach it. And 
she looked at it and she said, "Okay, I want to give this plant-based thing a try." So she said, "Let's do it." And I I came out with the whole like recipe, what to cook for her. Um, I did all the grocery shopping for her, and in four months, four months, she went from stage three and a half to four, like close to cancer-free. She's uh, cancer-free right now, and I have the pictures to show it. I have, I mean, you a picture doesn't lie, a scan doesn't lie, and and to have that and to have the oncologist say, "This is a miracle," you know, it's like uh, our oncologist when we told her that we're going plant-based, you could see it in her face. I I don't think. I Some I don't think it's it. it's yeah, yeah she's a bit doubtful mm. but she's still saying do whatever you feel right. that's right yeah. for you because it's not her place to comment on the diet. But I feel that diet is such a huge part of someone recovering because if you've got a fever or if you got a cough there will be certain foods you will avoid, <laughs> right? You will Correct. just because you're not feeling right you you want to eat something and maybe not eat some of another kind of thing so I mean, but your the story of your mother-in-law it's it's i i'm, I'm gonna show you the pictures yes, after this um, after this whole thing i've got pictures to show you <laughs> i think we're coming full circle because at, at the beginning out of the blue i asked you know what do you eat or drink to have the energy you have and and it's literally what you consume what you're eating, you know, your nutrition, yes. what you're putting into your body that makes you feel great. I yes. mean, if anyone wants to go and, you know, see you and find you on Instagram, I think it's Kat EO. You yes. just see your stories and you're upbeat <laughs> all the time. It just makes me happy <laughs> every time I just open like a video. And it reflects, I, I do believe, and this is, by the way, me, which I eat meat every single day. <laughs> so it's not like I'm, I wish I could, you know, um, do something like that so healthy. But, um, you know, it's really how you're feeling internally, what you put into your body, the way you're going to reflect and, and the, you know, live your life. And I feel inspired by oh, this thank talk. You. I feel like, you know, you're you're doing it not as you know a strict diet you're not yeah. doing it because you don't want to gain some pounds or you're hard with your um exercise and your body which i feel it's the worst you know when when i i used to go to the gym before a few years ago to lose weight and be like i need to lose the two kilos i gained over the holidays uh, just by looking at you and your lifestyle is doing it because you feel good because you connect your the way you feel with the way your body looks with the way your mind also reacts to all of that so that's just very inspiring thank you thank you and and it's it's something that I wish I can keep putting out to the world and that is why I I never want to have this conversation become like like a judgment on anyone because like you just mentioned you you enjoy meat and you eat meat and that is fine i'm not here to say like oh you shouldn't do something or it's not it's everyone with their own journey all i'm saying right now is there can be a possibility of living a different way if you feel 
that you need to or you feel like you need that change. Because only when you have choices, then you can make the right one that's for you. Because a lot of times I feel like we might just be following the norm. Y- you know, like True. like everyone's doing this, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it because I've not seen another option. But now because of this um, other uh, journey with my mom-in-law, I have a lot of cancer survivors talking to me, opening up to me, and hearing their stories of them going plant-based and recovering from from this this terrible disease that tears families apart. To me, it feels like it's more than nutrition now. It is more than diet. It's more than just looking at the mirror and say, oh, I look good today. It's so much more than that. It's about keeping people alive feeling good and keeping your loved ones there with you for as long as you can have them because you only have this time. Mm. And if you're not going to do everything in your power to hang on to someone you love or if you do not even know how to, I think that becomes very sad. And I want people to know that there is an option that they can find out there, but they've just got to go explore it and see if it fits them. Yeah, I think that's just such a great message. Like, see if it feels good for you. I actually love this type of topic, so thank you. Just want to ask you a couple of, you know, two or three quick questions to end our um, conversation. You know, day to day, what, what do you think is your biggest fear right now at the moment? My biggest fear is just not having enough time with the people that that I care about. And that is why whenever um, I get asked like, oh, if you've got 24 hours, you know, in your life, how would you want to spend it? And my answer is always the same. I want to spend it with my family and uh, my husband, my, 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 my parents, his parents, everyone, just my immediate family. And because I know that answer so well, I know it's, that is what I should be doing every day if I can and if I have the time. And it's always about making the time and not having the time. Because sometimes I know in I my mind, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, do I have time for this? And then I have to self-correct and I have to tell myself, oh, no, it's not about having time. I have to make it. I have to squeeze something else. I've got to make the time out. Right. Yep. And how? other question, how do you feel about motherhood? Do you want to be a mom? No. No. <laughs> That is like, bam. <laughs> no. Did not expect to that. <laughs> Great question. Oh, good. I love this question. Yay. Okay, good. So I have to tell you, this is amazing. Thank you for asking me that. And and it's a definite, definite no. No. I've, I've always... Told me at least from, two reasons. From, yes, yes, yes. I, 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 I do not uh, think I'll, I will enjoy having kids of my own. Until now, I have a huge fear of babies. I don't like babies. <laughs> I don't like the way they, 
They smell. You know, I do get along with kids as long as I think they're not mine. But <laughs> no, no, I think kids in general they're fine. I mean, they're okay from a distance. <laughs> no, but is your partner away? Yes, away. yes, exactly. So, so when when I started dating. Like my first date, my first date, like conversation, I will definitely drive it towards kids. I will say, "Do you see yourself with kids in the future?" And if they say yes, I'm like, "Up, oh, nope, that's a strike. I've got to <laughs> get out of this room right now." <laughs> and then when I started dating my my husband, and then I I asked him, I was like, "Do you see kids in your future?" He was like, "Uh, maybe not." And I went like. You well, passed. for me, it's like a no, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, that's interesting." So, so he was the only guy that went like, "That's interesting," uh-huh. because most guys, or I would say most people, their reaction will be, "Oh, why?" Mm-hmm. You know. I wanted to ask, what perception do people have about you? You know, what what do you think people think about you that's not true? Think about me that's not true. Wow. I think that right now I would say they think that I don't curse, <laughs> but I am a huge potty mouth. Let's I let's play the playlist. <laughs> yeah, and and, and everyone I'm go to Revolution <laughs> next week and see <laughs> and see it for yourself. No. That was a one-week theme. (laughs) I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they're gonna get me to bring it back, especially when there was a kindergarten upstairs. It's gonna get banned. (laughs) I'm not even sure if the kids actually heard all that cursing. But, (laughs) but, but I actually. I'm quite the potty mouth outside of work. I'm like, yeah, you pretty know, okay like, here. Like, yeah, no, I'm okay here. <laughs> but when I'm like at home, like, oh, what the f should I be eating today? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like, mm. and I'm like, like this, like sometimes with my husband, just, just, just comments like, why is the weather so effing hot? Like, I can't take this. I can't effing take this. You know. So <laughs> So, yeah, so that is the thing about me. And every time I tell people, yes, guys, I curse. I like a <laughs> sailor. And they're like, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> I love it. I do. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Kat, I could speak to you for hours. I love this conversation. It's, um, you know, and it's, you're so fun to be around. Oh, thank you. You're so f- I think we are also very influenced by the content we consume and just by you know having you always popping up in like my instagram like the energy i love that i love the conversation today because i had no idea you know all of this lifestyle that you have and i love that thanks for sharing that i wish we could stay here for hours it's amazing no thank you thank you so much for having me my first ever <laughs> yeah podcast and that was all for today's episode i had a lot of fun if you guys want to see some pictures or behind the scenes um or you know follow cat go to our instagram account it's adaywith.podcast we have all of that over there as well as if you have you know any thoughts or ideas for future episodes you want to hear maybe from someone in specific let me know we're always working on you know finding new people that you guys like so um always lovely to hear from everyone and yeah this is all for today and see you next tuesday